Hello and welcome to Seismic Cinema. So put your feet up in the stolen cop car, grab your taser, and prepare to work out what the hell happened last night. We're the two best friends that anyone can have. We're the two best friends that anyone can have. We're the We're two best, best friends, friends that anyone can have. Apart from if we have creative differences and then the podcast. You got something to tell me? No, just saying, you know, I could do a spin off. Anyway, this week on the quick chaotic show that is Seismic Cinema. We are doing 2009's The Hangover. And we're doing it because, was it last last week? The week before? That's how bad my memory is. Uh, was it two weeks ago? Uh, we were on Colin Stagdo slash Bachelor Party for the Americans out there. And yeah, it wasn't quite as chaotic as this, but we did have a missing groomsman at a certain point. Uh, groomsman, missing groom, Duke. <laughs> Doug, a.k.a. Colin, so, Doug, <laughs> um, yeah, so, you lost your bank card, wrecked your car, no, I can't, um, so, yeah, we sort of do 2008 hangover, we're hoping to get Daniel on, because he was part of the stag party as well, but he couldn't make it tonight, so, yeah, 2009's hangover, let's begin. Very nice intro, Paul, so, just before we forget, which is very fitting for this episode, um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Seismic Cinema, and you can also listen to us or watch us on YouTube, Spotify, Good Pods, Apple Pods, Google Pods, Audible, Amazon Music, and potentially oh, Spotify for podcasters, formerly Anchor. Um, yeah. yeah, and if you're listening to this and you're enjoying our content, then if you could like, uh, like us, share us, subscribe us, follow us, it would really help us in growing the channel. Yeah, and if you can't find us in those places, please check the roof. <laughs> there's a mattress up there. No, there's a mattress in the statue then then below. Yes, definitely. Right. Oh, I've no yeah, it's up to you now, Paul. What's me? Oh, the schedule. You're you're next. <laughs> Alright, what's Matt again? <laughs> what are we watching? Alright, Colin. Uh I should pretend that didn't happen. So, Colin, what have you been watching this week? Since this is, a wee, this is a wee segment to catch up, you know, like to see what each other's been watching in case you have any recommendations. I think it's quite a good theme for this episode that we keep forgetting things based on the the premise of the film. So, yeah. uh, I'm, just, I'm just up from a nap and I feel like I've been roofied. <laughs> well, um, I, think, I think you should go first just to pile the pressure on you. Well, true to form. Uh, not been watching things in the right order. I have been watching Narcos. Oh, I started watching that and gave up because you made fun of my pronunciation. Oh, to be fair, I watched the second last episode in the finale of the first season to start off with. Um, and it was bloody good. So, yeah, I would I would recommend it. Um, obviously, Pedro Pascal is the man, uh, but he's quite, he's quite ch- chilled in this. Um, but yeah, I was quite—I was very intrigued. Escobar is a a bad man, a very bad man. I was enjoying it. I was actually flicking through what I've been watching on different uh, streaming services with ideas for this segment, and I can't really remember why I stopped watching it. But there you go. Yeah, 
Um, so highly recommend it. Um, so I watched the, I watched those two episodes and then I thought I was going to watch the second season with the missus and then she watched it whilst I was asleep. So <laughs> I'll need to go watch them at some point. Um, Movie-wise, yesterday, was it yesterday? No, the day before, I was meant to watch The Hangover and I couldn't get it on any streaming services anywhere. And ended up uh, watching... I offered you my DVD. You did, you did. Um, this was before I asked. Uh, I was watching The Foreigner with Jackie Chan and okay. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, I'd been listening to a podcast and they were talking about Mile 22 and Mark Wahlberg. And then they kept mentioning The Foreigner with Jackie Chan. And I was like, it's something I always see, but I've never really thought about it because Jackie Chan's quite old and I didn't think he'd be up to much. Uh, um, it was actually really interesting. It was all about like you know, it was actually like a British film, um, but Jackie Chan's here and uh, something happens to his family, and then he goes on like kind of revenge war path and sort of do with the IRA in Ireland and things like that. And uh, yeah, it was actually really, really interesting. And action is quite good, but you can tell Jackie Chan's got a stunt double for all the acrobatics. You can just see some guy with a terrible gun. And what was that on? That was on Netflix, I think. Um, then I watched Mando uh, Wednesday there bloody good as always uh, really do enjoying you, it do you, li- do you like that I kind of temper your expectations or bit or would you rather just didn't say anything because I feel like I think it's I like to be prepared if it's subpar just so I go in with that mindset oh, I've done that to you haven't I with bad batch and stuff I'm just like oh, this is terrible right. no no it's pretty good yeah. I don't mind I like it <clears throat> um, if it's positive I like it Um so sometimes I think, like, because you're, you're not too bad, you're, like, usually quite positive with things, but you know, like when you go online and stuff and people are just slating it for no reason. I've seen people slating the Ahsoka trailer, uh, saying, like, the, C- the CGI looked bad, and I was like, it looks perfectly fine, like, there's nothing wrong with this, like, mm-hmm. give it a chance. Are you going to allude to the fact why you're wearing sunglasses? Or just let it sit? It's sunny in here. Uh, I just thought, you know, got the hairstyle of Phil, got the beard of, uh, what's his name? Zach Galifianakis. What's his name again? again? Uh, Alan. Alan, yeah. Got Alan's beard, so I just put sunglasses on, like Alan and Baby Carlos. I've got, the life, look. I've got the life situation of Doug and the profession of Phil. So you do. Do you rub the kids as well? No. <laughs> For some fake, some fake uh, school trips? He, he couldn't be any more unlike me if he tried. <laughs> I like your t-shirt. Thank you. What does it say? It says, Stag Wars, episode 2023, Collins Stag, Glasgow. And on the back it says Stag. This stag. Yes, you, wore, you wore it well when you got lost in Glasgow at 4am. <laughs> Always came back. Rallied. Yep. You're like a homing pigeon. You came back. That was good. Yes. And I know it was the best man I was meant to look out for you, but I just accepted the fact that you were gone and I thought you'd be fine. You're lucky Aileen's not listening to this part. <laughs> to be fair, though, like somebody said that you're off to meet Aileen, and I was like, you know what, that's a perfectly plausible explanation, and I'm going to deal with it, and I'm going to bed. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving on. What were we talking about? Right, what you were uh, watching. What you watching? So what are you watching? Um, I've had quite a busy week. It's- Usually you get more from me when I'm not at work, so naturally I've got a bit more time. 
Um, I've wrote abbreviations, but I can't remember what the abbreviations stand for. Okay, so yeah, I've actually been re-watching The Mandalorian because Jordan hadn't been watching it. So we've watched the first four episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's quite enjoying it so far. He says it's not as good as one and two, which I would agree with. But I feel like chapter, uh, not chapter, episode five, The Pirate, and the one that came out last week, I felt they were really good. Chapter five, The Pirate? No, not chapter one? five, episode five. The one where... Oh, the new season? Aye. Oh, okay. When they go to Navarro and all yeah, the yeah. are fighting the pirates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think yeah. that one and the one we've just watched are the best, or are really good. Yeah, I I would say so. Um, it was hard because, like, at the start, I wasn't really sure what the direction of the show was going to be. It just seemed kind of all over the place. Like, I don't understand what IG-11 was in it for, like, what the whole side quest of that was when all I did was get uh, the other droid from New Hope. <laughs> I was like, what was the whole you're, point of trying to get IG-11? You're stealing, content. you're stealing content for next week's segment. Oh, sorry, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> But I'm looking forward to it with the boys from the Moisture Farm report. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the finale on Wednesday. I think it'll be be interesting. Um, I'm still watching Inside Number Nine. Um, there was an episode I started watching. I kind of gave up on. It was like a witch trial kind of one. Like every episode's a different cast. And a bit like Black Mirror, as I said. But I didn't quite enjoy that one. But I've enjoyed most of the other ones I've watched. Yeah, um, yeah. I've also me and Alien started watching Last of Us. I've watched the first couple. And then fell out of it. Um, so we've watched the first couple. So hopefully I get through it this time. Um, so we've been watching that. And I've watched a couple of classics featuring Robin Williams this week. Because um, I've had a kind of list of films I've always wanted to watch. And I really enjoyed both of these. I'd say uh, Dead Poet Society I enjoyed more overall. But uh, Good Will Hunting was also excellent. Um Starring a young Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Oh, have you just only seen that this week? Yeah, I watched uh, Dead Poet Society like a few days ago, and I've watched uh, Goodwill Hunting over the last couple of days. Trying to find time to watch full films is sometimes challenging, but what I've started doing is just kind of watching it in like half hour bits sometimes. Yeah. Like, it means I can get through more films that way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed both of them. Um, Robin Williams was just absolutely amazing. Like, Absolute genius. Good, good Will Hunting is a good movie, right enough. Uh, yeah. I hadn't seen, seen it until I think was it was a new main new one. Was he the one that recommended it? New Boyle? Mm, possibly. It rings a bell. I think it was either Neil or Daniel. It was one of the two of them anyway that recommended it. And uh, I went and watched it not long after, and it was like, this is really good. It was. Good. I never understood the, I never understood the, see the title, Good Will Hunting. I never yeah. realized, like, is it, it's called Will word? Hunting. Is it because they're kind of he was kind of getting headhunted for jobs? Yeah, yeah. Well, see, when I was growing up, like I never really thought about it, and I thought it was something to do with like hunting for goodwill. I don't know. I, I just never knew what it meant. <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's, like the, the boy's name is Will Hunting. I was like, oh, that's okay, fine. Skazgar's <laughs> uh, in that as well. He is yeah, very young. Stellan. Both films have a good cast because. Um, Ethan Hawke's in a Dead Poet Society is like when he's like a teenager. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. Well, um, and who else? There's someone else that's in it's quite well known. Can't remember. Uh, have you seen um, Dead Poet Society? I have not, but I want okay. to see it. 
I quite like to review that at some point. You know, for watching it, it's on Disney Plus. Is it okay? Yeah, I'll for that. We could do that at some point. Um, mm-hmm. I just I love a film that's got it's a kind of inspirational message and kind of really kind of inspires you to kind of live your best life. And I'd say both of them films did that. Well, that's seeing I watched The Hangover that inspired me to try have a have a nice good stag. See the stag do. But if I get a stag do, I want mine to be less, right? Okay. Um, and that's me finished uh, anyway in terms of what I've been watching. So I've been I've watched a not true to form for me. Usually the one that hasn't seen things, but I've ticked off a couple of classics this week, which is good. No, good stuff here. Library is growing. Yeah. So, and when people come up with this, have you seen this? And be like, yes, I have. Well. That's my recommendation for you. So we'll have time watch the thing and we can maybe give each other recommendations every couple of weeks or something. Yes, please. But you need to come around to my house to watch it because I want to watch it too at the same time. That's one of my... Okay. I'm so sad that we went off Netflix. Like, it was like, I had it downloaded net, downloaded there from Netflix like as a favourite and I never download films. And then, yeah, it just went off like one day and I was like... Mm. I it's on Amazon for like three quid something to rent. Sorry. Um... Listeners, we have a buy me a coffee page, so you know, if uh, you want to donate to us watching movies or give Colin some excellent gear um, of the technical type, then yes, uh, we have a buy me a coffee page at buy me a coffee forward slash seismic cinema. Please and thank you. <laughs> anyway, in terms of um, new segments, uh, we have a new segment. I don't know where that um, came from, but I quite enjoy doing a wee bit of Wikipedia stalking before we talk about a film or show. So I usually go a bit overboard with pages and pages of notes. So I've written down six <clears throat> fun facts about this movie before we get into our review and discussion. You want to hear them? Yes, sir. Hit me with it. So, I like uh, some good knowledge. The plot was inspired by the one of the executive producer's friend uh, disappeared during his stag do and was found in a establishment with a huge bill. Well, I, th- I thought I was going to say it's inspired by like, true events, like actual what happened happened, except for probably running into Mike Tyson. No, the tagger and that were extra, but yeah, that's where the kind of inspiration came from. Um, Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms and Zach G, where it said on Wikipedia they were acquaintances before filming, but they actually built up a real friendship during the couple of months they were filming together. So that's quite cool because the characters obviously don't like Alan doesn't really know them that well, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they become the wolf pack. Oh, that was pretty cool. Uh, it was the highest. Uh, sorry, it is the highest grossing. R-rated comedy ever in the US. Ever? Ever. Wow, I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Because mm-hmm. I remember when it came out, it was a pretty big deal. And uh, yeah, it was just like everywhere. Uh, like, I think I bought it on DVD. I think uh, Galby bought it on DVD. And we used to just watch it like all the time. I've got it as well. It's one of those ones yep. I would get from like a night out and just watch it before bed. Yeah, it's just a, it's such a, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's just like a lad movie, isn't it? It's just like 
it's like the in-betweeners, like you could just watch it and be like, yeah, yeah like I could do this. I could do this. It's, it just, it's one of those ones you, like I watched it a couple of days before this, I do, and I watched it again this week. Like it's, it doesn't really get old. Um, Todd Phillips, uh, the director, um, he appeared as a character called Mr. Creeps. He was actually in the elevator scene with the baby. He was in the elevator scene with doing something else. No, I don't think. Oh, is that who it is? Yeah, he was the one uh, Aye, performing think... some sexual act on some women in the elevator, Colin. Is that him then, Mr. Creeps? Mr. Creeps, yeah, with the kind of tracksuit on and the curly hair. I was wondering why he was in it for so random. So he was the director. Uh, number five, <laughs> uh, Ed Helms, the dentist, ironically, his missing tooth wasn't fake. He had an implant. He had an implant, but he took it out when they were filming. He was born without a certain tooth or something. Oh, interesting. I was wondering because I was like, it looks too good to be like yeah. CGI or something. So he must have just had a missing tooth there. And I was like, huh, did he get cast because he had a missing tooth? Or uh, was it just like part of his thing? Like, oh, yeah, I read the script and this part, this, this, uh, part is perfect for me. <laughs> And the last one, I meant to go for five, but I thought this one was quite good. Um, I think uh, Todd Phillips is a bit eccentric. He wanted to use a real taser on the actors, but um, the the actors' lawyers got involved and said that that wasn't happening. Oh, that'd be some proper <laughs> proper method acting. Yeah. So there oh, man. My, there's my six top top facts about The Hangover. It's pretty good fact right enough because uh oh just imagine getting tasered for real just for like for your art. No thank you. Those people are getting shot by a paintball. This, especially if you're getting shot in the balls by in the taser or shot in the head by the taser. No, no, definitely not. Good they must have good lawyers. The lawyers must have talked some good sense in you. Oh well. They did. Must have had a Harvey Spectre on speed dial. I retainer. Right, uh, so that's us ready to go into the main review. It's the clipboard. Nice. Love it. Right, so I always like, we did it with Hot Fuzz as well, I always like to hear, because I think to us, a lot of people that listen to us, like movies and TV shows, it's, it's a big part of your life and memories of different parts of your life. So I always like to find out people's backstory with the film and the franchise as well, and kind of when they remember seeing it, like their kind of feelings towards it. Yeah, so this this came out about two thousand nine. So this was like the year after we left school. No, um, no, the year, we, the year we left school. Is that well? Your hoodie says two thousand eight. Well, it did say two thousand eight. I'm sure. Is that the no, year before you? We left, we left in two thousand nine, Paul. If you add, if you add eighteen years on to nineteen ninety one, that comes to two thousand nine. Well, it's the year we left school then. <laughs> Obviously, my weekly your hoodie must be wrong. <laughs> I must have got the old stock. <laughs> um. Yeah, so when we left school, I think, I don't know, I remember seeing it like advertising. Like, you used to watch like these Sky movies and you'd get these kind of top 10 shows where it was like the things up and coming. Uh, and this was on it. I was like, 
that seems like a pretty good laugh. And then I think I seen that in the cinema. And I was just like, oh my God, this is what life could be. Like, drinking, oh, this would be great. Have a p- parties like this. Like, these all kind of came out at the same summer time, like this, um, what was it, like 21 and over, super bad, like all these just kind of mental party kind of movies. And uh, I was like, yeah, this, this, this life seems intriguing. But uh, obviously I'm quite quiet and reserved and I can't, I can't be bored with all that kind of nonsense. So, but it was amazing. Um, just, uh, yeah, and it's just one of these things I used to watch all the time on DVD. Like, I used to go down to Galby's and watch it. I'd, uh, then his mum and dad were like, yeah, do you want to watch this? I will put it on. Uh, I went up to mum and dad's, they want to put it on. Uh, yeah. It's so, just one of those kind of universally loved films. Like, Alien loves it as well. Two seconds you need to carry because my dog's scratching at the door for some reason. Well, my history with the film, I don't remember if I saw it in cinema. I've got it on DVD. That's what I've been watching it. Um, and it is just one of those films that I quite happily watch at least once a year or just if you're wanting a wee cheap laugh. And it's one of those kind of cosy films that you're just always happy to watch. And I'm running out of things to say. So um, those that are listening, what's your views on the film did, did you enjoy it what's your early memories of it i really hope paul's going to be back quite soon because i'm running out of things to say and um, he's coming back now just like doug at the end of the movie was that you're talking to yourself i tried my best i was talking about how much i liked the film um it's quite a cozy film it's one that makes you feel nice and happy inside um, yeah, you don't, you don't need to do too much thinking about it. You don't need to think about the logic behind it. You just need to accept that things happened. They don't need. They don't know even know how to explain it. Because uh, it's it's a quite a funny film too. Because like apart from the end credits, you ever not actually know what happened. You never see what happened during the night. Yeah, it's all just wee snippets, which is a really interesting way to do it. It's like a. Uh, it's like a kind of it's like a mystery essentially they're just trying to like piece everything it was quite a unique structure for its time like trying to like piece back together what happened like, i don't think there'd ever really been anything done like that, that i'd seen no exact same with me it's just the uh, because it starts off doesn't it with the uh, phil phoning uh the bride mm-hmm. and like tracy we fucked up and it's like ah, oh, what's happened and then, like you, you carry that kind of all, all the way through the whole film, mm. uh, and then you see the start, start of the night. Don't see anything at all of the night, and then you're seeing them piecing it back together. And yeah, just it was a crazy, crazy way to do it, but so enjoyable. Like uh, them just finding wee daft clues and things. It's um, it's a very, <clears throat> it's a very quotable film. Like, see what I was going through it. I was actually like, yeah, I used that quote. Oh, I used that one. There was like five times there was quotes I I just use in everyday life. Like what? Examples? Like we don't remember. Remember? Or just kind of paraphrase, <laughs> but um, I, I, I actually think I misremembered it slightly. But anyway, that's one that I do use quite a lot. And... Um, 
I don't know. I can't remember specific ones, but we'll come back to that. Yeah, I know. I say things as well. Like, see, like, uh, I hate Godzilla. I hate him too. I say that all the time to people. Hmm. That's like my so, favorite thing to say to people. <laughs> I know. It is a very culturally significant uh, film. Um, like, as I said earlier, like, you struggle to find somebody that dislikes it. Scarlet. Do you not like it? No, <laughs> she hates Hot Fuzz and this. Mm. I was like, going to watch this with me? And she's like, no. Well, anyway, let's focus on some of the things that we like about it. So, something that comes to mind quite quickly is their, we wouldn't call it a score per se, but just the the choice of songs that they have throughout the film. And a, a lot of the songs are sung by the actors eh, during the film as well. Are they? Oh, I thought just the one with Stu. Uh, Stu does the, the the Tiger song, which I was going to sing, but I'll spare our listeners. Oh, go for it. Come on. It'll be funny. Go for it. I'll do it later. I'll do it when I'm oh, ready. Do, oh. What Dude. do Tigers dream of when they take a little Tiger snooze? Do they dream of mauling zebras? Or who is it? Halle Berry in a Catwoman suit. Oh. You like? tell me, man, you're the one singing it. Give us some gusto. And then we'll find a best friend dog and then we'll give him a best friend dog. I tried. I like it. That was, that was pretty good. You know, you, you done well under the pressure. I'll give I you that. I absolutely love the... And I've, I've added like five of these songs to the wedding playlist, by the Um including Right Round by Is It Flow Rider? Oh, yeah, that's like Stephen. I, Stephen, I think of this movie. That's the song I think of. That's the, the quintessential hangover song uh, for the end credits. Uh, and when I went to Berlin with Gary and other Paul, um, for some reason, uh, the Phil Collins song, I was just singing that the whole holiday. Um, I can feel it coming. And um, me, me and Gary. Do, 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 do. Me and Gary were still out at this club in Berlin and it came on. Do you hear that? You've been listening to a song constantly and then you're out and it comes on. Um, so that was quite a good memory. Uh, the, the one I really, really love is the the kind of cover of a Candy Shop by 50 Cent at the end. Oh, yeah. Sing that. No. I think you to be Candy Shop. My favourite is The Joker and the Thief by, I think it's Wolf Mother. You know the one when he's going into the casino? How's and there's... Um, I don't know. It's the guitar. It's like... And he's like going down the escalator to win the money, 80 grand. Uh, okay. I like that song because he played it at the a hockey all the time in the Glasgow clan at Brayhead. They play that as the, I think the entrance music in that all the time. It's really good. really gets, gets the people going. And I like the... Who let the dogs out? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Reminds me of uh, the Rugrats movie back in the day. One or two. No, one was it Because I, I remember, I always get reminded of this. Um, I think my sister liked this song, and we went to the Rugrats movie in the cinema, and it came on, and apparently I was just a wee kid like, nudging Claire, like, Claire, Claire, your song's on. And she was just getting annoyed at me. Bonus point for who sings it? Can't remember. Aha, boys. 
So anyway, that's just off the top of my head, but I think it's a a really good um, playlist to have on a, a movie anyway. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the, the actual like cl- clues themselves? Like, so like everything is just so chaotic. You're like, expecting like just it keeps ramping up, ramping up. Like you know, like when you're just waiting on a car and a police car turns up. Like no way. <laughs> like what yeah. the hell? I still think the best bits when the Alan's in the bathroom taking a leak and then he just looks to his right and sees the tiger. Oh yeah, and then he thinks he's like hallucinating or something, so he just like turns back to the pee, and then he's like, "Oh no." He's um, what what do you make of Alan? Like he's he's pretty chaotic, but he's got quite a, a kind of heart, really. Like, well, I don't know. Makes, I feel like he, I feel he, like he has questionable questionable activities with children. Yeah, yeah. It does seem to it does seem to allude to that quite a few times throughout the movie. Yeah, uh, but he stole a baby from a coffee. No, did he? He found a baby in the coffee bean and he wasn't allowed within 200 feet of a school. Yeah, it kind of does allude to that, doesn't it? Yes. Um, but, you know, it may, it may be innocent. It may just be misunderstanding. <laughs> but he is quite childlike. He is very childlike. So it's funny, maybe he can get away with it. Some of, his, some of his lines he comes out with. What's your favourite? don't know if I can repeat them on air. <laughs> <laughs> But it's such a good introduction to him, isn't there's it? One, there's, one about, um, there's one about why you're not allowed to do something on an airplane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's frowned upon. Yes. Um, a good line. What else was that? I just think it's, like, it's, it's such a good introduction to him, like the, the suit fitting, because it just like shows his character like straight off the bat, like what he's all about. Yeah. Um, do, do you think uh, Doug's character was like, I've, I think I've maybe seen the actor in one other thing which I can't remember off the top of my head but do you think he was intentionally quite dull like uh, do you think he was boring or, or was he just a normal oh, guy I think I think when he's I think he's just worried it's my camera off yeah um, I don't know I think he was just what, conservative because like he had like his father-in-law's car and stuff and he didn't want to mess up and uh, uh, it was so close to the wedding you know what I mean so he's a bit kind of don't want uh, don't to go yeah, too yeah. overboard um, so I wouldn't say it was too bad but like uh, I suppose he, he did still end up getting lost so yeah and I mean you see the evidence back of like what he was doing like he's obviously a bit of a, a loose cannon when he gets a drink in him yeah. it's like firing shotguns and uh, I think it was he not walking the tiger at some point and uh, you know what I mean so mm-hmm. I don't think he's I think he's too dull, but I think we just he, don't really get to know him that well in the first one. Yeah, and you get to the you get to know him a bit more in the next two, don't you? Yeah, I can't. I can remember the second one quite a bit, but we'll get to that later. But the third third one, I don't remember that well. Maybe we fragments of it. Yeah, me too. Like the second one, I remember just like they kind of lose Doug again, surely. And then like the first thing they do when they have the night is like. Where's Doug? Where's Doug? They find Doug. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. I think the the kind of camera roll at the end is, is pretty well done, like, and pretty extreme as well. Yeah, I don't know. I watched the unrated version, uh, and I don't know if it's different to, like, 
I don't remember. I don't remember seeing anything that was different from the first one, the, the original. But see the end, like as Alan did some questionable things in an elevator in the end credits. I think he might because I think I read something about it in the Wikipedia article that Zach G was a bit embarrassed by it all. Yeah, I don't know. Because uh, the non-rated version is like it's all ding dongs it, but uh, I don't know if that is in the original as well. It's, hmm. I don't know, I watched it and I was like, this doesn't seem any different to the actual movie. So, I don't know. I think, I don't know what I think, I've, only, I think I've only watched the one on the DVD that I've got. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know didn't seem much different anyway. Uh, what did you make then, of the dynamic between Stu and Sheila Sass? Oh, she's such a bitch, isn't she? Oh, I hate her. It's such a, it's such a horrible dynamic. Um, Ironically, I really like the actress now from Suits and Lucifer as well. Aye, she always is. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I like there are good actors and good actresses when they played it like really well. Like you could tell, like Stu was just a downtrodden guy that was just like totally under the thumb, and she was scary as. Um, it's quite funny. I would not like to be in the receiving end of that. It was quite funny seeing his his lies and stuff. Like I can't remember what he said, but they were outside and like outside the cop car, and he was like pretending that something else was going on in the background. I can't remember what it was, but I was not saying there was like a tractor backfiring because they were hitting the the cop car with baseball bats. Uh, just watching, <laughs> and he's like, "Is that a baby crying?" He's like, "No, no, 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 it's not. It's a tra- it's a tractor. And no, it's a baby goat. It's a baby goat." <laughs> no, it was it was good. I liked the scene at the. The chapel as well, when they had all the memorabilia with all the pictures of them on it and stuff. With Eddie. She was in The Person He Marries. She was in Scrubs, I think. Yeah, she was, yeah. She's in quite a lot of things. She's in a lot of movies and stuff. Heather Graham. Heather Graham, yeah. I quite like that he was kind of like, we should go out sometime. I liked liked Stu's character growth because at the start they're making fun of him saying you're just a dentist and then later on in the film he says it too and then there's a then remember there's a scene in the third one where he's like oh i'm just a dent i'm just a dentist and i think uh phil goes no you're a goddamn doctor there's a really good there's a good payoff to that in the, in the third one i like i like the whole kind of running joke as well how it's like why can't you have any fun when like uh she was it. What is her name in this? Melissa. That sounds right. Yeah, it's like Melissa pumped a was a, a a guy in a cruise or something like a, it's not a bartender. A, 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 a bellboy or something. They kept saying like different things. He's like, uh, it's a bartender. It's a bartender. And at the end, he says something wrong, and then uh, Alan's like, I thought you told me it was a bartender. And then. She, uh, Melissa says something to Alan at the end, and he's like, eh, "No, thank you." <laughs> walks on. Was it suck my pee pee? Something like that. Yeah. That's what he said, but in a bad phrase that so it wasn't too bad for listeners. <laughs> um, so I've got a few questions for you. Well, just one. We've already talked about um, songs. I think the Candy Shop remix is my favorite, and you like that one that you mentioned. Yeah, the Joker and the Thief, I'm sure it's called. By Wolfmother, I think it is. I'm pretty sure. A question for you then. Yes, sir. Who's your favourite character 
in the film? Favorite character? My favorite character, I would say, is probably Stu. Just because like he is the kind of butt of all the jokes at the start, and then like you're saying, his growth to breaking up Melissa at the end is just like you know, like the fist pump moment. Like yes, stand up for yourself when you go, son, and then uh, kind of gets the party started. Yeah, I'd probably go Alan just because he's hilarious and just he's Sky. probably he's probably got some of the most memorable lines. Like does the does the real uh, does the real what was it? Did the, the, the real Caesar like love you? Uh, and she's like, she's like, no. And he's like, uh, hmm, didn't think so. I didn't put it on the, the what do you call it? Fun facts, but there was quite an interesting part about the legacy of <laughs> The Hangover. And apparently in 2013, guests were still asking, did Caesar love here? And do you know if the hotel is pager friendly? Um, also, Hangover themed slot machines became popular at casinos throughout Las Vegas. Um, and the Las Vegas Visitors Authority received inquiries uh, with people wanting to like recreate some of the scenes with the tiger and things like that. Did they ever go to the police station? Like, can we see the taser class? <laughs> and there's a Madame Tussauds in Las Vegas has a hangover themed hotel room in the chapel and a tie-in rooftop cocktail bar. Oh, very swanky. Yeah. I've never seen any of that stuff when I was in Vegas. See, when I flicked over to the Wikipedia tab, could you still see me okay? Yeah, or did I unfortunately. That's good to know. That means I can do a wee bit of research on the fly. Yeah, yeah I've never seen any of that stuff when I was in Vegas. <laughs> oh yeah, you've been to Vegas. I have, and it wasn't that fun. Just people try to sell me random DVDs and uh, CDs in the street. Wasn't that great? I've got a great tagline for this podcast. What is that? Some guys just can't handle seismic cinema. Yeah, in real reality, everyone can, because we're so tame. Yeah, well, we've had some good laughs. Yes, we have. We have, and we always do, and we always will. Right, let's go. Let's dissect this a wee bit deeper before we we finish up. So, I don't know. Is there no? No, I said it. Is there any kind of deeper themes to this? There's, there's, there's friendship. Obviously, there's maybe standing up for yourself and relationships. Maybe a theme. Yeah. Uh, Consequences. Yeah. Although I feel like there are distinct lack of, like, well. I don't know, this maybe it makes me feel like you can do anything without anything bad really happening to you. Because, like, they wrecked that, like, Caesar's Palace Hotel room and just like, that's fine, that'll be fine. I like how Phil, throughout the whole movie, everyone's like, oh, where's Doug? Like, we need to find him. And he's just like, yeah, he's fine. it'll be fine. He's just at breakfast or he'll be at the room or, you know, we'll find him. He's probably out in his car. You know, he keeps, like, reassuring everyone. And then the longer the film goes on, uh, he's getting more worried and it's he's the one that starts panicking and like phoning Tracy and stuff hmm. so I quite like his arc in that I didn't really think of that until just there yeah. she seems pretty chilled out his wife like she doesn't seem that bothered oh I don't know like oh seeing that she did I yeah I'd imagine she'd be screaming down the phone uh, if if uh, it got to like five hours before the wedding he wasn't there oh, I'm glad I did mine a few months in advance 
I know. Took a sensible option. Yeah. Um, and if you did disappear, we can easily replace you. Thanks. <laughs> um, we've made it this far without mentioning uh, Ken Young. Leslie Chow. Hmm. What do you make of his, he was, his character? He was very, very eccentric. Um, especially in the first first time you see him, he's just absolutely all naked and uh, jumps out of boot and batters everyone. Um, but yeah, it was it was really funny. It's like so, like I don't know, is it one of these movies? Like you probably can get away with saying some of the stuff he says like these days. Just I know. Because of, now, now you wouldn't be able to know. Yeah. Did so you, do you like his character better in this, or do you like it better in Community? Uh, probably this. I, I don't know. Community, he's not in that much. I don't think he's. He becomes more. He becomes kind of main cast towards the end of the show. Yeah, well, I've not seen the end right enough, but uh, no, I did like him in this. He's just like a totally weird character. Like you wouldn't think he'd be head of a kind of gang, uh, commanding people. So yeah, I did like him, but in this movie as well, like. Probably, like, I hadn't seen any of the cast in anything really except Heather Graham, uh, probably in anything before. Like, I know Bradley Cooper was in stuff, but it was, like, kind of supporting roles and he wasn't really, like, main I think, focus. I think he became... This is probably what launched the main three into... Yeah. Mainstream. And even, like, Ken Jeong, like, I hadn't seen him in anything before this and... Uh, he kind of went on, kicked on from this, or oh, in my eyes. And then Ed Helms, like he was in loads of things like The Office USA and things. Zach Galifianakis ended up uh, was in due date with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and stuff like that. You don't, uh, you don't hear much from him nowadays. No, I don't know if he does like shows, like talk shows and stuff, whatever. Um, Ed Helms is in one of your favourite films. The Vacation? Yeah. Yes, he is. Um, I. He's quite a talented actor. I'm quite good at it. So the old singing as well. Yes. Um, is there any other? Oh, there's the guy. I can't remember the actor's name, but he's got one of my favourite quotes I just remembered. In the face. In the face. Oh, yeah. Uh, the he's cop. In 20, he's in 21 Jump Street as well. He's the P teacher. Yes. yes, he is. And his name is Rob Riggle. Officer Franklin. Yeah. Rob Riggle. Yeah. Because he's like, not up in here. Not up in here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just... Slide on back, bad Jesus. I don't think there's a lot of... I don't think you can pick a lot of faults in the film. Like, just it is, it is what it is. It doesn't apologise for it. And it's just... Yeah. There is a wee bit... I, always, I don't know. I always think there's a wee bit of a lull. You know, like... Um, when they get the baby and uh, they go to the chapel, I don't know. I just feel that wee bit kind of lulls for me. I don't know why. It's just, I kind of lose a wee bit of interest in that wee, that wee tiny bit. But other than that, I'm, I'm hooked for the whole movie. Did you enjoy seeing uh, Mike Tyson? I did. And uh, poor Alan, man. Just poor Alan. He just gets the brunt of everything. Oh, he was the kind of cause of all this. That's true. That's true. The, like, he was kind of missold by other other Doug. Other Doug. Drug dealer Doug. Yes. Because he, he, he comes back in the third one and he gets shot, doesn't he? No, I can't remember the third one really, to be honest. Remember the swimming pool? They were breaking into like a house. 
And uh, mm. the other dog's there, and I think he gets shot dead in the pool. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, it's unfortunate for my caps. <laughs> Just trying to think if there's anything we've missed. We've covered the characters, the cast, the music, the laughs. There's always something. What was your favourite gag? Like your favourite, uh, like clue, like section? Uh... Hmm. Mine was definitely the police office when they're doing the taser, the taser class, and the wee, the wee kid that um, Alan knocks the phone out of his hand. That was my favourite bit when he comes back to haunt him. You just see the intensity in his eyes. I'm really kind of struggling to remember specific clues at the moment. Remind me of a few. Uh, like the hospital, the tiger, uh, the baby, uh, Ken Jeong. Um, Whoever found out with the mattress, how it got on the roof? Oh, yeah, because the guys took uh, Doug up on the, with the mattress so he could sleep on the mattress on the roof. Right. They took it up the stairs through the, mm-hmm. the stairwell and he's planted oh, it there. It's, it's, in, it's in the end credits column in the photos. He's lying on the bed on the roof. Yeah, okay. And uh, then he throws I'll it off to signal good. someone. That's how they realize he's up there, Colin. That's the kind of main point of the movie. Yes. What's that? But... <laughs> I mean, we go for the, the tiger belonged to Mike Tyson. Yeah, that was quite a cool wee cameo. And uh, the introduction with Phil Collins, that was good. I like I like hearing Mike Tyson singing the song as well. Yes, yes. Was with his a uh, very unique voice. It's a very unique singing voice. Can you sing that song? I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh Lord! Do 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 do. Is this our second musical version? Yes. I don't think we're going to get any. Any contracts off this one? <laughs> right. Um, I had a question before we get into the conclusion. Is well, two questions. One, have you seen two and three? I have. I have. I remember seeing two. It's put in Bangkok, isn't it? Yeah. And two, do you think it should have just they should have just left it one film, or do you think the sequels were added to the franchise? Uh, to be honest, personally, I think it should just left it this. It was quite good movie, good conclusion, and it was just awesome. It was. I know the second and third one they kind of continued the story and continued the gags, and then they try to ramp it up to like a thousand. But I don't like it when they try and just over egg the pudding kind of thing and just keep using the same gags over and over and over, thinking it'll be funny. And I would just I would like it to left it with this one. What about you? I think the fact that the structure to the first one was so unique, I think. I know in the third one, they didn't use that formula, but the it was just a wee bit of a rehash. I did enjoy the second one, I must admit. I remember yeah. quite the second one. The third one, I found quite forgettable. I've not watched that. I don't, I don't know if I saw it again after the first time I saw it. Um, but if, to answer my original question, I think they probably should have just left it one overall. Yeah, what I'm just gonna I'm gonna steal a bit off the top of the radio because they were talking about like IMDb and stuff like that. 
What do you think a hangover on IMDb was? Rate uh, score wise. Percentage. Yeah, uh, not set of ten, and it's decimals. Nine point five. Nine point five out of ten. No. That's like that's like reserved for like the like the old time classic movies. No, but for for we always on our channel we always rate films for what they are. Yeah. Like this isn't pretending um, to be Goodwill Hunting. This is just. Yeah. Well, it was it was seven point seven. And then do you, do you think um, how, what do you think the scores go from there on? Like two and three, what do you think they are? So seven point seven is number one. I think two is maybe. 60 per uh, no, no, not sorry. Um, two's 5.5, 6.5, and three, I'd say five, 5.8. Mm. Uh, those, so, those two and three are a bit generous, and one's a bit really harsh. Yeah, I know it's probably just at the time, at the time it was. Um, I don't think you but, can rate films on a a scale like that like if you look at the super mario movie that's a totally different <clears throat> that film has a totally different aim versus like the yeah yeah i know but just in the hangover in isolation is a bit of a sliding scale downward that it starts off good and then gets worse as it goes along so just like were... yeah <laughs> <laughs> episode one was a banger Right, so I think we should do our seismic score. Okay. Yes, sir. Hey, right, we'll do it. Let's think about it for a second. Right, I'm going to throw it out. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to put a nine. I was going to go nine too. Oh, yeah, because uh, I uh, like, had Hot Fuzz at 10 last week. And uh, this one's a nine. I was saying that wee lull just at the chapel kind of but I don't know why it just gets me every time I just lose interest so I'm just going to drop you point because like Hot Fuzz has me hooked from start to finish whereas uh, this has that wee kind of lull for me and uh, yeah that was it but other than that I just love it like you know when you're just looking at the hotel room you just seeing like random things in the background that have been placed and it's like that's pretty cool so yeah I just love this film so 9 out of 10 for me If you were forced to go watch it right now would you be sad? No. no. I had a different lull. I, I think the bit where I think when Mr. Chow appears, or either that bit or the Mike Tyson, but I feel like that's my lulls. They're not obviously bad part. Like, there's no real bad parts in the film. I don't know. Sometimes just when you're watching a film, you might be getting tired at a certain point or just get distracted by your phone or whatever you're doing. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, definitely glad I went back and watched it anyway. It's something I've not seen in ages. And yeah, it was so good. The gags are so good. The, just even like Alan's wee random like, wee one liners where he's just like asking when Haley's Comet is. And they're just like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, it's just like so random, but and it never ever leads to anything. It's just Alan's mind working. Yeah, it's quite nice watching films when like, the dialogue doesn't all like we talked about hot fuzz everything links together and that's great for an Edgar Wright film but I quite like when characters just have general conversations like when I was watching Goodwill Hunting Will and his pals would just be talking nonsense and I still enjoyed it like everything doesn't always have to link back to the plot of the film like 
people do have conversations when they're out and about. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Have you got any pod shout outs for this week? Uh, so, yeah. The, what's the script, boys? As always, knocked out of the park. They did Hot Tub Time Machine and it was, they, they just go through it and it was just so funny. Like, when they dissect the film, they just go through the kind of individual jokes and that. It's so good. Um, I want to go watch it again because I miss it. I started. I watched. I watched the introduction, but I haven't actually got into the the film part yet. Yeah. Great Buffalo. Um, I'd like to have reviewed that actually. Yeah. Moshe Farm Report. They did the uh, one from Star Wars Celebration live, uh, and it was really good. Um, I'm sorry. They sounded like they had an absolute. They sounded like they had an absolute ball of a time. Also, I found out you got to see that latest Mando episode live at the celebration. Oh, did you? Dirty. Dirty, dirty. Um, Listen to a new one. It was uh, Earthen Island from Movies. Um, And they did Mail 22, which is like a Mark Wahlberg action film. It wasn't very good, Mark Wahlberg action film, but they just did like loads of impressions of Mark Wahlberg being like a wee whiny baby, and it was so funny. Um, So that was kind of one of the newer ones I watched, uh, listened to. Um, I've got a fair wee scatter uh, for PK's picks on Saturday. Very nice. Um, so we're trying to get better at remembering to do these things. So um, we'd really appreciate if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you could subscribe on YouTube and do you follow on Spotify? Yeah. 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 Follow on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I almost made it through a whole promo post without making a mistake but I'd posted Google Podcasts and then the link to Apple Podcasts so I, I corrected that Sorry I'm sure nobody will click it anyway so it doesn't matter um, Yeah so people could like and subscribe and share and comment and all that good stuff we do uh, enjoy uh, collaborating if anyone wants to come on with us or have us on your show then we'd be keen to do that so we've recently done last two podcasts was a hot fuzz review um with what's the script and we also had the author jeff menapache on for an interview about his series the uh, bad games which were just released and um, so make sure you check that out he's a really cool guy yeah he was i really enjoyed that one actually I was listening back to it today and yeah uh jeffy boy is he's actually he's actually a really same character it's um it's quite interesting reading the second book now that I've actually like met the guy and spoke to him. Do you know I mean it's pretty cool? And yeah, um next time, next weekend, we are looking to do a combination review of Bad Batch season two and Mandalorian season three, along with our friends at Moisture Farm Report. Yeah, James and Adam, looking forward to it. Uh had fun last time when they were doing the Andor episode with us. So yeah, looking forward to this one again. And we should have a review of the the thing and a Dead Poet Society coming up maybe in the future as well. Yes, excellent. Cool. Well, thank you for listening to our review of the Hangover. Um, it was nice to link that in with my own stag do and um, discuss a film which has provided us with many laughs over the years. Yes. And uh, what's our tagline, Colin? Our tagline is the power of finding a tagger in your bedroom and 
stealing a cop car and a baby. I'll accept that. Yes, uh, that is that is our tagline. So, please and thank you. Enjoy. It's, it's also the power of escapism. So we hope you've enjoyed escaping with us for the last forty-five minutes. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Cheers.